for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the yawn chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 305 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're presented by the Going For Two Live podcast network, and we're live every Wednesday and Friday night, but this will be our last Friday night for quite a while. Uh, Of course, we're on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, in all major podcast networks. I'm here with only one of my co-hosts tonight, uh, Tim Strobel. Gerson couldn't make the show tonight, but uh, Tim is here. What's up, Tim? Yeah, man. Last show of the year. I couldn't miss it. You know, shout out to G. I know he's uh, busy out there, but we got to do one more show for y'all. Good stuff. Yeah, we typically didn't do playoffs in the past, but uh, you know, we figure it's a six-game slate. If you do the, the Saturday, Sunday, Monday slate, it's a pretty decent slate. So we'll go ahead and break it down for y'all and give y'all one more show uh, before we sign off for the year. Uh, and then, of course, we won't see y'all again until probably like September. But uh, let's go ahead. I'm going to hit the weekly rewind button. But we're going to re- we're going to kind of rewind our entire year. The weekly rewind. 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 Tim, I'll let you go first. Talk DFS, talk season long, whatever you want to talk about for fantasy. Yeah, I did not have a great year in season long. Uh, my The big money league, the one I care about the most, I got like ninth. <laughs> Ouch. Definitely one of my worst years. Uh, I did pretty well in Scott Fishbowl. It was my first year in Scott Fishbowl when I made the playoffs, so I was pretty happy about that. And DFS, it was a good year. Uh, I didn't play quite as much as I did last year, but I think my winning percentage was actually higher. So I had a good, you know, good fun, and uh, you know, it's been a good year, man. Yeah. So before I get into my rewind, I I, I said before the show over under uh, when Gerson might jump on the podcast. Uh, the over under should have been set at three minutes because. Uh, Gerson is on the show. Hey. <laughs> What's up, G? How are you? How you guys doing, man? Good, good, man. So we are doing our rerun. Do you want to you you want to rewind your fantasy season real quick? Season long yeah, DFS. How'd you do? That's it, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear us? Okay. Uh, yeah, my right headphone acting up though, so I was just checking. Uh, yeah, no, I, I gotta I gotta um, check in and um. I'm going to do it with you guys. Last week, Sweet. I, I usually don't play this, but I got this. I even put it at the cheese updated. It's in, Jeff. Oh, good stuff. I, so, I, had, I had to show up when you actually look all fresh, Jeff. You look lined up. What is it? You got beard oil and all that? Got a beard going like, on. Got the man yeah. bun. You can't see it, but there's a man bun back Ooh. here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, for, for those who are longtime followers of the show, Gerson uh, once rickrolled everybody by saying he was going to Vegas and actually going to Minnesota. And I felt like that is what happened this week. He told us all he was not going to be here, only for him to show up, yep. have his whole sheet ready to go, and just be like, what up, y'all G in the house? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. He got Rick rolled. <laughs> good stuff. So, so G, how was your fancy season? How was your season-long leagues? How was your DFS? How did everything go this year? Good year? Uh, it, it was My fantasy season was great. Uh, I was in 22 leagues. Made uh, uh, six championships, won five of them, and then placed sec- uh, second place in four of them, and then third place in one of them. And what sucks is that the one that I was like one of the biggest money makers, or it would have been like a twelve hundred dollars prize for me. Um, my brother beat me, so <laughs> um, yeah. And the fucked up, sorry, <laughs> but the messed up thing is. I invited him to this league because this guy that left, his keepers were D.D. Lamb, Travis Kelsey, and uh, Saquon Barkley. And I was like, 
dude, that's like a championship team already, you know? Yep. yep. And then Jason went there. He beat me in the final. <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah. funny. But great season fantasy. DFS was great. Um, I was profitable. That's all I can ask for, you know? Yep. No big hits, but, I mean, it's just, it's hard. The NFL is the hardest sport. I think baseball and basketball are easier, but football is just, there's so many competitions out there. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so my fancy season was pretty good, season long. Um, I finally, uh, I got it sitting right here, actually. I finally won our championship trophy for my dynasty. <laughs> it is, uh, if, you, if you can read that, uh, it's probably backwards. Oh, no, you can actually read it. It's called the Anybody But Jeff Trophy. Because my league <laughs> hates me so much that they don't want me to win. So they're, they're all against me. They just want anybody but me to win. But I finally brought it home. Is this the famous Jameis uh, Blake Bortles league? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That was the year we went dynasty. So this league's been going on since 1996. Uh, we went dynasty the year after Bortles and Allen Robinson had their huge season. I forget what the year it was, but that's when we went dynasty and I drafted okay, Blake Bortles. What was that? You said you started playing in 1886? <laughs> 1886, yes. Before football even existed, we played fantasy. <laughs> Absolutely. He was killing it. Uh, DFS wise, I had a great season. Uh, you know, honestly, thanks to you two guys, I had a good season. I, I seem to always do good whenever we have our shows. I, you know, listen to your notes and, uh, I've said it before in the podcast, but when I do my, uh, my Saturday night lineup building, I put our show on and literally listen to it while I build my lineups because, you know, if there's things that I forget, like, oh yeah, I forgot Tim called that player out or, you know, Gerson said this player's a really good play and I'll put him in my lineups, you know, on Saturday night, get ready for Sunday. So, uh, definitely had a pretty good season in DFS as well. All right, so we got a six-game slate to talk about. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, well, we all got the same guy at the top here. Uh, Tim, I'll let you go ahead and talk about uh, Mr. J.A. Yeah, I think if you're playing the six-game slate, uh, whether you're playing the six-game slate or the two-game slate, I think your first decision is whether or not you're playing Josh Allen. Right, he's the easily the best quarterback on the board. He's also the most expensive, but they are the highest uh, over under by like three and a half points. So like, I mean, they're he's clearly the the highest potential play on the board. Um, and, and like I said, that's why I think he's your first decision. Depending on what projection sites you look at, I've seen him anywhere from like twenty four points to twenty nine points. So yep. I mean, that's pretty you know pretty big range. But at seventy nine hundred, that's more than three. 3x value that you're looking for so the real question with josh allen is if you play him how do you fit everything else yeah exactly right? who you stack him with and and i think we're going to talk about some guys later but uh i know for the six game slate i'm going to have a lot of josh Allen. yeah and i should have said that at the top of the show here guys we're going to be doing the show based on the six game slate obviously we know there's a two game slate and a three game slate and a one game slate uh our prices might differ a little bit from those slates but uh these plays are still pretty good on all the slates so we're just going to talk about the six game slate on the show like oprah everybody gets a slate yeah um, i will say it's easier to find value over six games than it is on the two gamers yeah 100 percent, 100 percent agree um yeah the only thing i had you know obviously you know josh allen is a beast um against anybody but miami does give up the most rushing yards to quarterback on the season as well so josh allen have a big game rushing and passing and uh they're gonna have a lot of short fields because they're starting skylar thompson or thomas or whatever his name is for the dolphins so yeah i don't i don't anticipate their offense going to be able to hang with the bills so it'll be a lot of short fields for them as well so yeah ja is definitely at the top of the list gerson we'll go down to the mid-tier here mid-tier is a little bit more lucrative down here talk about one of your mid-tier guys uh, I just want to talk about Josh Allen real quick before we move on. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, that's a great play. Um, I don't think this game will be close, though. And I, I think they're just basically going to try to keep that team moving on to the next round, you know. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a blowout by the third quarter. Yeah. Quarter, and then they sit those guys. But, I mean, I understand the play. He can always, honestly, if they're going to blow him out, they're going to blow him out through Josh Allen. But um, my mid-tier guy, he's my top-tier player on the whole slate. For a quarterback is Justin Herbert. Um, Herbert lost Mike Wilson. Yeah, that sucks. But still, this matchup is pretty juicy for him. I guess the Jacksonville Jaguar. The Jacksonville Jaguar has actually been pretty impressive. I mean, the last week when they it was a bad outing for them against the Tennessee Titans. But just take that out out of there. Um, but just check that and then 
see what's going on. I mean, hold on, let me second. Um, but give me Justin Herbert in this matchup. It's gonna shoot out. I think this game will shoot out for sure. So yeah, yeah those are my that's my top guy right there. Yeah, sorry. I know Gerson's got some feedback in his mic, so we're gonna see. He's he's on he's on earbuds. Maybe that's why, but we'll see if we can't get that fixed. But obviously, yeah, Justin Herbert. I also have him my my list as well. Uh, Jacksonville is thirtieth. DVA versus the pass. This game has got the second highest total on the slate. Uh, I do think it's going to shoot out as well. And even without Mike Williams there, I think uh, Herbert definitely is uh, is a, is one of my top plays. Tim, what you got for your mid tier? Yeah, uh, we're talking about the six-game slate from a you know strategy standpoint. I think people are going to play a lot more heavy on the Saturday and Sunday slate than the Monday slate. So my favorite quarterback on the on the six-game slate is actually Tom Brady. Uh, I because I don't think anybody is going to play is going to play the buck side of that that stack. I think that you know, like I said, people are going to play a guy we're going to talk about here. Right, the Saturday slate, Sunday slate is going to be very popular. Brady at home this year has been much better than on the road. And if there's one thing we know about Dak Prescott, that he is not fit for prime time. He, uh, he's suspect. We're going to find that out again this week. And I think that Brady blows him out. I think that the Buccaneers score, you know, 28, 30 points in this game. And the most important thing is I think he's going to be one of the lowest owned quarterbacks on the slate. So if you want to figure out a way to be different and be able to win a, you know, win a big tournament, you save all of your PMR for Monday and stack Brady. Nice. I like it. Good, good uh, alternative strategy there. I like it. Uh, Gerson, oh, you have one more guy in your mid-tier there. Go ahead and talk about the uh, the the, uh, the other guy on your list yeah, there. I, I, I don't, the only reason I went, uh, I don't know, what do you got? Ooh, whatever. But it's like, I don't, I haven't heard anybody talk about Brady. And I thought I was the only one, man. I was like, yeah. It's, I mean, so this is probably the healthiest the offensive line been healthy all season. And if playing the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys secondary has taken a hit. They've lost two of their cornerbacks. I mean, I love to call him. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be my heaviest exposed uh, quarterback, um, even higher than J- uh, Justin Herbert. It's more for the price. 5.9K is very cheap. Um, we already seen him have almost a close 300-yard game. And I believe he had two or three touchdowns. I think it was three touchdowns. But um, we've seen the secondary. The way you beat the Giants is basically through the pass, you know. Um, Giants defense is up and down, too. It's like it's very inconsistent. Yep. And I think now I know Alex is probably going to get pissed when I say this. But I think in the playoff, I don't think Daniel Jones is – I don't know if he's ready for this time time. But honestly – that defense in the middle of the Vikings is so bad that I can see this game just shooting out. And it already had yeah. before. It was 24-27. Not a shootout, 24-27. But still, look at the total yard they put up in that game. Mm-hmm. It was, like, pretty freaking big. Um, but, no. Um, but <laughs> Okay, confirm Jared is talking. Um, <laughs> I would never vouch for Jared. Never. But, anyways. Um, yeah, man. I love Kirk Cousins this week. It's hard though because of the pricing range. There's a lot of pricing range. You're obviously gonna if you're stacking Kirk Cousins, you're gonna stack him with Justin Jefferson. Yep, right. And Pretty easy. You might be nervous, right? The last three weeks, I mean, the last two weeks, he's gotten you a total of what, like freaking ten points, maybe. Yep. I don't even know. I mean, he's a fake ass wide receiver. That's what we call him here. The go. Hopefully, one day we you know we we get that trending. It'd be funny, <laughs> you know. But yeah, give me Kirk Cousins, five point nine k. I think I want to take the saving and then um, stack him with, uh, what's the name, uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's funny because we all have three different names for him. Kind of funny. Yeah, I got Jay Jettas. You got to fake guess wide receiver one. Yeah, we do all have different names for him. Um, all right, so I'm going to go to the other side of that game. You mentioned him, uh, Mr. Uh, Daniel Jones, Vanilla Vic, as I call him. Uh, we mentioned how bad Minnesota's defense is versus the pass. Uh, and Jones had his best pass game of the season against them. He threw over 334 yards uh, against them just a few weeks ago. So at 5.6 with his rushing upside, I do think that he can put up some good fancy points. Uh, is he ready for prime time in playoffs? I guess we're going to find that out. Uh, we don't really know. I haven't seen him in the playoffs before, so we'll see how he, he, he does. But that 5.6 price tag with his upside with the rushing ability, um, I think is definitely worth uh, putting in your lineups. Um, and we mentioned how bad the Vikings defense definitely is. 
I mean, he's a top 12 quarterback, according to a friend of mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized I took the only guy that you two both had as v- values as well. Um, anything y'all want to add to Daniel Jones? Uh, no, man. I think it's a great play, but I think you're doing it more for value than anything. 100%. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the outside upside, of Josh I, Allen, he's the most likely to score with his leg. Yep. That's yeah. the one thing I'll say. I mean, his upside with the, he has rushing upside, but like, this is playoff. I know the Vikings haven't really been great in the playoff in the last 10 years. But 10 years? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Viking fan, so. I mean, um, way back in 1886, they were terrible. <laughs> even, uh, what's his name? Um, fuck. Now. Okay, so the Vikings, I mean, who are they playing again? I now I forgot already. The Giants. The Giants. The Giants. Uh, even the Giants, since their Super Bowl run. I mean, oh, no, ever since Odell Beckham Jr. got on the boat. Um, yeah, They've been cursed. They haven't, they haven't been all that great either. Cursed. So it's going to be interesting to see this matchup. But I honestly think this game can honestly be the biggest shootout. I feel like yeah. we're, we're this watching... is going to be the chalkiest game, though. Like, yeah. especially, but, I think, yeah, go ahead. But I think we're re-watching, re-rethinking it or reimagining it of what happened with the Colts and Viking when it was like a, it was like a Saturday slate. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to get here. Yeah. Uh, I did have one more name that I had to throw there uh, as a value. Uh, 5.3, Brock Purdy. Uh, he's had 15 or more points in every game he started. And if he plays at that level uh, at 5.3, that's three times value right there. Uh, he's had multiple touchdown passes in every game he started as well. Uh, he's playing against Seattle, who he played uh, in week 14, had a good game against them. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk about a guy that we're going to talk about here in just a minute that's going to be his, one of his top targets. And the Seahawks are terrible against tight ends. Uh, so I, I think Brock Purdy is a is a sneaky sort of pivot off of the chalkier Daniel Jones if you want to get different with this with the slate here. Yeah, the Purdy call. All yeah, right. The one thing I'll, I'll add is that the, the Vikings are 27 CVOA and the Giants are 29 CVOA. So if there's one game that's likely to hit 60, it's that. Yep, 100%. 100%. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, uh, we'll kick it off with you, Gerson. Give me one of your tight ends. Well, I'm not going to take the one you have, so I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Um, basically, tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Again, I'm going right back to that game. Like Tim said, it has a, almost an over-under 60 points. It, it could have that over-under 60 points, like like the total. Like, you know, I, I don't know exactly what that. What is it, like 52? I think it's 48 and a half, I believe. I believe it's the, that's the last I checked, at it least. Is. Yeah, it's 48 and a half. Which is the highest on the I, slate. Well, that's sad, but anyway. Uh, but like we said, it could shoot out to 60. Hawkinson um, gotten targeted every game since he's been traded to them. Like, he is being peppered. Like, honestly, um, Cousin is just downing on him along with Jefferson. When Jefferson, right now, Jefferson is probably, I think teams are starting to figure him out. You jam him at the, at the beginning of the line. Once he gets let loose, that safety comes down there and gets him. I'm not a football coach or anything. Well, I'm a, I'm a football coach for my nephews, but I'm not an NFL coach here, okay? <laughs> Tim knows more about that kind of stuff because he's a professional flag football player, you know? Um, <laughs> if like you guys know. But um, I love Hawkinson. I said, his price is not ridiculous. Like, it's almost in that range where, okay, maybe I'll pay for him, but, like, there's not an elite tight end. I mean, there's no Travis Kelsey on the tape. Nobody's breaking his plate. But yep. we've seen Hawkinson break this plate, what, two times Twice this year? Twice this year, yep. yep. And one of them so, was against the Giants, so yep. mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly there. All right, Tim, I'll let you take uh, take my homer pick there because I want to talk about the other guy that I got on my list. Yeah, I mean, George Kittle, all he does is score touchdowns, right? I mean, I, we were talking about, you know, paying up to be contrarian at tight end. I think that's a great play. I think most people are going to pay down at tight end as we usually do. Uh, but I love George Kittle, man. Him and Brock Purdy, they seem to have a connection. Last, what, four weeks, he scored seven touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. Yep. And then he gets the same matchup, Seattle, that he had two touchdowns against just a few weeks ago. One of the worst teams against tight ends. So, I mean, if there is one person that has that 30-point upside at tight end on this slate, it's George Kittle. Yeah. Right? And we always talk about, oh, you know, uh, weather. Weather benefits tight ends a lot of times, too, right? Yep. So, like, Brock Purdy's not, you know, going to be throwing the ball probably 20-plus yards downfield. He's going to be looking for George Kittle on those 8, 10, 12-yard routes, particularly when they get around the end zone, look for big number 85. Yep. 
Yep, I like it. Yeah, I mean, that weather is going to be 20 to 30 miles per hour. It is going to be raining early in the morning, and then get a forecast of, like, drizzle, but the wind is still going to be there. Um, I do want to say this, though. Um, Brock weather Purdy, or no weather, I like them either way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, uh, Brock Purdy, the, the pass attempt has been a lot lower with Brock Purdy at quarterback. I don't, I don't sure. know how much. I, I think the, the Niners are in the same boat as, like, you know, like, they just want to move on to the next round. Yep. They know they're better than the team. They're going to beat them. Just like the Bills. I mean, but Stay I, don't, I, don't, I, I like that call. Kittle is obviously a great tight end. But, like, I don't know about the Brock Purdy call, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the tight end I want to talk about. So, typically, like, when we're doing these, uh, the tight end slates during the season, it's usually Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews is the number two tight end, and he had a little bit of a down season this year. Uh, he's at 5.2. He's the second, uh, you know, highest priced tight end on the slate. Um, but if you look at two weeks ago when uh, when Huntley was the quarterback, and I believe Huntley's going to get the start this weekend, uh, he had nine targets for 100 yards. And I think Huntley has looked for him, uh, you know, a little bit uh, towards the end of the season there when he was healthy. Uh, as long as Huntley's getting the start. Now, if it's the other quarterback, Anthony Johnson or whatever his name is, then uh, take him off the board. Um, but if it's Huntley starting, I do like Andrews at 5.2 um, at, at that price tag. So. Uh, he gets yeah, a, and they he, gave him the week off just to make sure he'd be ready for this game. 100%. So yep. Got that fresh leg bonus. I think he gets <laughs> something crazy like a 29% uh, target share too, which is ridiculous. You know, if you if you had that for a wide receiver, you'd, you'd smash that at, at 5.2. So as a tight end at 5.2, he's definitely worth paying up for. Yeah. All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, Tim. What you got for your mid-tier? Uh, I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think he's probably my favorite mid-tier tight end. I told you I'm going to have a lot of exposure to that Dallas-Tampa Bay game, uh, particularly if I'm playing the six-game slate, because I think that you want that PMR. But it's also a good matchup for tight ends. Uh, they're bottom five in a number of categories, and we know Dak likes to focus on his tight ends. Uh, last couple of weeks, he's had nine targets, ten targets. Against the same Tampa Bay team, he had nine targets. So at 4,300, I think most people are going to go to a guy we're going to talk about here in a second. And so I think you'll be able to get Schultz at much lower ownership. I like it. Garson, what you got for your mid-tier tight end? Yeah, I think the guy we're talking about is Evan Ingram. Is that correct, Tim? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Evan Ingram. You are correct. Um, Evan Ingram had, like, the highest target for tight end in the last month, I believe. So I think uh, Ingram, for me, is going to be one of my top plays at tight end. He's not expensive. I mean... He's 4,200. Um, that's fairly priced for what he's going to get targeted. And, and, and the ownership is there, too. It's not low. But I think on a slate like this, like if you're playing a main slate, then you're going to want to play the shock, but you have to get different in many ways. I, I, I hate playing, like, and you guys know this, I hate playing Saturday slate, Monday slate, this stuff. But easy, I just play the main slate. But on a slate, like, if you're playing Evan Ingram, he, he's a great play. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. I'm going to eat that chalk, even though, you know, it's probably the wrong thing to do, especially at tight end since it's so volatile. Yeah. But once you, you, you're you getting that target, that much target, and this defense hasn't been that all that all that great against tight end. Derwin James can shut you down, but the thing is, I think they're going to use Derwin James more to shut down Kristen Kirk or Dave Jones. Dave Jones. Wow, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I only had Evan Ingram as my mid-tier, so I'll go back to you, Tim. You give me another mid-tier tight end you got there. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dawson Knox. Uh, we talked about uh, George Kittle. All he does is score touchdowns. So is Dawson Knox. Touchdown his last four games. Uh, one of those games was against these same Miami Dolphins, and he had eight for 98 and a touchdown. So I think uh, Schultz and Ingram are better plays. I think they'll be more popular for that reason. But – whether you're doing a Josh Allen stack or just Knox as a one-off, I think he's a great option if you need to save a couple. I like it. Uh, Gerson also had Gerald Everett, but we'll move on into the value tier here. I'm going to talk about Kate Otten, uh, a guy that I've had uh, a couple times in the value throughout the season. Um, I heard a stat today, and I had to actually go check it and make sure it was legit. But uh, Kate Otten has had the second most routes run for a rookie tight end in the last 10 years. Uh, only one that person that had more was uh, Kyle Pitts last season, so he's definitely out there, you know, in the in, running routes, and that's what you want at two point eight. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with that price tag. Uh, they're going to throw the ball a ton in this game, uh, so Kate Otten at two point eight is probably the cheapest tight end that I feel comfortable putting into a lineup this weekend. 
Uh, Tim, you got another value tight in there. Go ahead and talk about uh, that your guy there. Yeah, Hayden Hurst. You talk about the cheapest guy you feel comfortable putting in a lineup. For me, it's Hayden Hurst. Um, I, you know, I like the Bengals this week. Uh, we haven't really talked much about the Bengals, but I think this is going to be your cheapest exposure there. Um, but like you said, you're not, he's not going to break the slate, right? You're hoping he falls in for a touchdown, maybe gives you five or 15 a touchdown, and none of those mid-range guys we talked about do anything. So you save that 1,200 and put it to upgrading, you know, your quarterback or your tight end we just talked about. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right, Garrison, go ahead and kick us off here. What's your elite uh, running back here? I mean, it's pretty easy for me. It's Christian McCaffrey. I'm not getting cute with it. Um, They didn't trade for this guy for, (laughs) what did they trade, Jeff? A second, a third, and like a fifth or something like that? Yeah, yep. It was a conditional fifth, Um, but yeah, I think so. They didn't trade him to make him a split running back in the playoff, the most critical part of the season. They're going to give him the full workload. I believe CMC, even with Elijah Mitchell back there, he's going to get like at least 70% of the workload. This is playoff time. Uh, yep. What's his name? I'm, I, and maybe I speak for myself, but I, I think if the 49ers get eliminated or somehow by miracle in this round, dude, your coach is on the hot seat. <laughs> You know, they're giving you everything you've wanted. Yep. I know Brock Purdy is not the starting quarterback, but hey, you went out for Trey Lance, you got hurt. Jimmy G, you got hurt. All right, you got Brock Purdy. You got to work your magic. Let's see. But as a 49er team, I think they want to just go on to the next round, and they're going to go full workload with CMC. Debo is back, though, but I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all because – CMT is just going to get either rushing upside or uh, pass casting upside. And with that weather condition, I think that game is just going to go through CMT. Um, he's not expensive at all either. Yeah, 8.9. I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, that's pretty freaking cheap. You guys remember when we used to pay $10,000 for CMT? Yep. Yeah, that's yep. what I was going to say. Anytime he's under 9K, you basically lock him in. Yep, absolutely. And you said you're not worried about Debo, but uh, i tell you who is worried about Debo, and that's the Seahawks. So they got to pay attention to Debo. That gives him one more, you know, one more thing to worry about, leaving even more room for CMC to break loose. So, um, yeah, I like that call. Tim, what you got for your uh, your elite? Yeah, I think the only other high end guy on the slate, or at least in my opinion, if you're not playing CMC, is Saquon Barkley, yeah. right? I mean, like we've talked about, he's been getting consistent usage, and they've been using him more in the passing game, which is what you're really looking for. You can beat the Vikings uh, through the running back through the pass. Uh, he had 10 targets in their last game, eight catches for 49. He also had 14 for 84. So, I mean, if you look at his last five games, he had, what, 18 touches, 18 touches, 14 and eight is 22 touches. And then 17, he had, what, he only had 14 touches in that game, but they were up, you know, way up in that game, so they kind of pulled him. So, I mean, when they've been close, they've been running Saquon. And, you know, it, it really just is a leverage off Christian McCaffrey. Like, I don't know if you can optimally play both of those guys in the lineup. And if you do, yeah. uh, I think you probably give up too much points up top. But, you know, it wouldn't shock me if a CMC Saquon lineup ended up taking it all down. This week. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so you all took both of the elite guys that I had. But, Gerson, you got one more elite guy there. I want to hear you talk about Austin Eckler a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Austin Eckler out of those elite guys probably going to be the lowest owned, to be honest. Yep. Um, it, it's kind of shocking me. Especially with uh, Mike William out, um, especially, the thing is like Austin Eckler. I have to. I, I I don't get it. He's probably the most underrated football player, fantasy football player I've ever seen. Dude, like it's so yeah. crazy. Like people don't give him props, but this guy has back-to-back top five uh, running back season. I mean, what more does he have to show us? Like, I mean, he's awesome for the fantasy community. Let's give him credit. You know, yeah. like the guy is he plays crazy. fantasy. He like, goes on fantasy podcasts. He's, you know, he yeah. does it all. You're like, why don't we love him more? I mean, going for two network, definitely love him. But the matchup, <laughs> uh, I think, like, again, this game is going to be a shootout. There are two games we're targeting with this game and then obviously the, the Viking game. But that is so underrated, man. For the target that he's going to get, I, I I don't think there's, besides CMT, a running back on this slate that can get 10 targets. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking for usage and volume. Like, obviously, it's the same thing, but um, Eckler can do it both ways, too. And 
He's a touchdown machine. The, the Jaguars, they can, I think they can keep up with the, the Chargers. Yeah. But it, it just, to me, it's simple math. Mike Williams out. Who's going to get peppered? Keenan Allen and him. I know we have Gerald Everett. We talked about him, but, but I'm going to those two guys. Those are the top two guys. This is playoff time. Like, yep. nobody, I know during the season we talk about, like, oh, this is their game plan. This is the game plan, and that's it. Yep. The playoff. They, I mean, they, how many times have we said it? Like, playoff, go time. Yep. 100% agree. Uh, so the guy I'm going to talk about is down in the mid tier, uh, and he's he you know has been in the past one of those elite guys. I think we kind of forgot about him a little bit because he hasn't been he hasn't uh, closed the season very strong. Uh, but Dalvin Cook uh, at 7K, he's going up against a Giants defense that's 32nd uh, DVA versus the run. Uh, he didn't have a great game versus them last time, uh, but I think that the Vikings will come out and and try to utilize him a little bit more. Uh, again, like I said, the Giants are not good against the run. Dalvin Cook is one of those guys that can take over a game at any point. Uh, you know, we saw him in that game, that big comeback where he had like an 80-yard catch and run. Uh, he can do that at any point. So I, I like Dalvin Cook at his price tag, especially at the 7K price tag. Uh, Tim, let's go to you. What you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, uh, I, I put this guy on my list almost like I felt like I had to, and that's Travis Etienne. Uh, I think he's going to be the jockiest running back on the slate. Uh, him and McCaffrey are probably going to be the most commonly paired. Uh, and it's just because his volume is just, I'm sorry, his price is just way too cheap for the volume. Yep. Right. I mean, we know you attack the Los Angeles Chargers on the ground, right? They are 29th DVOA. Uh, they give up the highest yards per carry in the league. Like everything lines up for Travis Etienne to have a great game, but he's only like, what, 6,000 on the short slate, 6,300 on the six game slate. Like he's just way too cheap, right? He should be closer to 7,000. Yeah. So I think he's going to be very, very popular for that reason. Uh, we've talked about the passing game. I think that's the easiest way to get off the chalk and leverage him. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if he had 26 points. And if he does, then he's the guy you got to have. So now I'm definitely going to have some exposure, even though he will be uh, highly owned. Good stuff. Gerson, kick off the value tier here. What you got for your value? Um, yeah. Sorry. I got distracted. I'm. I'm trying to answer a question on YouTube, and that's not working. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, in value, I have uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson. Wait, Jeff, Kim, Kim didn't talk about that, did he? No, he didn't. No, no. Go for it. Okay, thank God. Sorry, I'm trying to answer questions here. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, you can't end the show without something happening before, right? Uh, <laughs> the season. But, no, uh, I have Jeff Wilson. Most of it's out. He's not going to play. I think this is probably the best value on the running back late. On the running back situation, but yeah, uh, it does worry me a little bit. I don't think this value will be like a 20 point, 30 point at all. Yeah, I'm thinking more like maximum 15 to 16, 17. Points. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking for a home run hitter here. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you guys. Like, when Jeff doesn't know if it's Skyler Thompson, <laughs> Kyler, I mean, the guy, I mean, Jeff is about to come out here and, um. Say, uh, what's his name in uh, Martin Lawrence movie? Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's how bad it is, man. But no, no, I was going to say, they have a 15-point implied total. That is definitely close. It's because they may not score in this game, and if they do, they may score one. So yep. if Jeff Wilson doesn't get that one touchdown that they may score, um, then he's going to end up with like an 8.6. Yep. Right. Like 12 catches, sorry, 12 rushes for 86 yards and no touchdown. And then you're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> the crazy thing is the ownership is not even that high, especially on a value yeah. that's supposed to be a great value. But yeah. what, what, what actually like got me thinking, I'm like, it's Mike McDaniel, dude. Like he's a smart guy. I think he's a smart coach. Yeah. It's just, how is he going to make it work? You know, and he's yeah. going to figure something out. There's a reason. So what? What is Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater injured? I think he's on IR, I believe. So IR. I think he shut down for the year. Yep. And and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I play Dynasty stuff. I don't think Skyler Thompson is a bad quarterback. He's a decent quarterback with backup. Like he's gonna be a clipboard bitch, you know. And that's (laughs) all he's gonna be. But I, I don't think uh, 16 points. It's not, it's the ceiling, but we, I wouldn't be shocked if he get, and then the ownership is going to go up because you know, by Sunday, Saturday, Monday, 
no, whatever slate you're playing, that ownership is going to creep up when people are talking like it. We're talking about it right now, and I don't even feel great about it. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, two guys in my values here that neither one of you have. I'll talk about one of them first. Uh, and, and Tim mentioned about the, the Monday night game not being as highly owned because people want to see those points go up. Uh, playoff Lenny. I know it's a tough matchup. Dallas is very good against the run, but we've seen it in the past. He's done it in the past. Uh, they rested in week 18, uh, even though the other guys didn't. I mean, Tom Brady was even out there playing, but they rested playoff yeah. Lenny to get him ready for this. They're going to give him a huge workload uh, at 5.3. Uh, he's an excellent value, I think, at this at this price tag. I think he gets a ton of volume. Uh, and Y'all you know, be ready for a Super Bowl Lenny. Yeah, Lombardi Lenny. <laughs> Yeah, that's when we kind of get a break, right? Because like, because they didn't play last week, DraftKings priced him down a little bit. Like, yep. oh, he took a zero. We got to price him down. Yep. I agree. I think he's a good value. Um, sorry, go Is ahead. that how the algorithm works, Tim? Do you know DraftKings secret? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you. My secret, and it's been a secret all year we've talked about on this show, is when the Bills are in a close game, they play Devin Singletary. But when a blowout... They play James Cook, and it's James Cook week, baby. There is one value running back, I think, that has that 20-point potential this week. It's James Cook. I think he could see the entire second half. Yeah, he could be out there cooking. cooking. He might even be cooking more than his brother this week. We'll see about that. But but I'm not going to quite make that call. But I will tell you that he is my favorite running back at 4,800. I think he's one of the best ways to get different on the whole slate. And if you pay 4800 for one of your running backs, then even if you play CMC as the other one, you can still build out a hell of a lineup. Yeah, I love it. I love that call. Uh, I had one more guy I just wanted to mention really quick. Um, and this is more of a gut thing because uh, I have a feeling. I know, you know, Tyler Huntley's playing for the Ravens and everyone expects the Cincinnati Bengals just to come out and roll over him. Uh, but Dobbins has looked really, really good. I mean, he hasn't put up a ton of fancy points the last couple of games, like he, but he still had 17 carries for 93 rushing yards against the Steelers' really good rushing defense. He averaged almost five and a half yards per carry last uh, in Week 18. Uh, before that, he averaged five yards per carry uh, versus um, I'm trying to pull up the the teams that he had uh, versus Atlanta, which who doesn't do that? Uh, he had a 9.62 average against Cleveland and then an eight-point average in the game against Pittsburgh before that. So he's been really doing well. Uh, he's just not getting the ton of snaps uh, with only like about half of the snaps right now. But I think that they're going to come out and say, this is, you know, this is it. We're, we're going to go for the playoffs. We're going to have to just play him. Hopefully he can hold up. Uh, that'll be their game plan to run the ball, play defense, and hopefully keep that game, uh, you know, kind of shorten the game a little bit. Uh, so at 5.7, I do like Dobbins a little bit as well. Uh, anybody else you want to mention before we get to the receivers, guys? No. Nope. All right, let's do receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, let's go ahead and uh, kick off the elites here. And since Jared just jumped into the tat chat, Tim, why don't you go ahead and talk about fake-ass wide receiver one? <laughs> of course. If we're talking wide receivers, we got to talk about that fake-ass wide receiver one in Minnesota that wears number 18. No, this guy absolutely smashed on the Giants a couple weeks ago. And you can make the case that he has the highest uh, ceiling on the slate, right? The best chance at a 40-point game and the best chance of being that guy you have to have in your lineup. So uh, I think he's 8,600 on the small slate, 8,400 on the big slate. Either way, you can afford him. Uh, as Gerson said at the top of the show, if you're playing Kirk Cousins, you're playing Justin Jefferson, just go ahead and lock it in. He's going to be, I think, probably one of the most popular pay-up options. I think a lot of people are going to try and pay up for CMC and Justin Jefferson. Uh, and there's enough value to do it. So I think you certainly give yourself a lot of upside if you do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you get away from Justin Jefferson this week. Like Gerson said, maybe he has another one of those seven-point outings and we all just want to curse him. But, you oh. know, I, I think oh, it's more like – I'm coming for blood, Jared. No. I'm coming for blood. I want to say – more likely. I know where you sleep. And I also <laughs> know where you take a nap on, on that freaking couch that looked like a – well, when Jeff was like a kid, like, <laughs> I want to say though, Tim, you every every time you've called out Justin Jefferson and called him a fakest receiver one, he's always done well. The the yeah. week week seventeen for the my championship game, and I got Justin Jefferson. You didn't call him that on the show, and he and he he was he had his worst game of the season. So. Well, I know the Packers, who never shadow, decided that they were going to shadow for the first time in like two years. 
Yeah. So, I don't know, crazy. man. You know, it's actually, it's not my fault. I actually blame Gerson because he said, well, I don't think Jair, he did. You said, I don't think Jair Alexander is all that. I think Justin Jefferson's <laughs> going to have his way with them. And then he just shut that shit down. Yeah. So. Maybe, well, maybe Jair, Jair Alexander, he, he, he watches the show. In the safety over the top. So let's not give too much credit to Jair <laughs> Alexander. Hey, they made it work. All right, uh, Gerson, give me uh, one of your elite guys there. Oh, great. Jared's in the chat. What are we <laughs> Here we go. He, we got Jared and Alex. I mean, this this, this might be a... <laughs> in case nobody knows, Jared and Alex are both... Uh, well, Jared's a biking fan, and Alex is a giant fan, sadly. But anyway, He's a giant fan. <laughs> a cold fan. A giant fan. Whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know? Even if they put those two, two teams together, I don't even think they win a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, I mean, is there a wide receiver that can actually break the slate? Um, um, it's not just, it, um, if it's not Justin Jefferson, it's Stephon Diggs. Uh, 7.7K. I, I couldn't believe the price. Pretty cheap. Um, and I know on our show sheet, we keep getting different prices. I keep noticing that. So make sure... You look at your... But well, we did the... Price. I think because we all did different slates. I think you may have done a, yeah. a different slate that you pulled up. That's probably why. Yeah, but it, it's not going to be more far off than 200 or $100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Stefan Diggs. Um, it's playoff time. Stefan Diggs always done great in the playoffs. You go look at all his playoff games, this guy has killed it. Um, even the Minnesota Miracle game, I mean, killed it. You know, poor, <laughs> I mean, poor things. <laughs> no, um, targets are going to be there. They're not going to need a lot of – if they're going to score a lot of points, it's going to be through Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I mean, we can – and I wouldn't be shocked if we see a Gabriel Davis game. Yeah. You know. Those come out of nowhere. Playoff playoff there. Gabe. We got playoff Gabe yeah, coming. Yeah, playoff Gabe. But I'm going to go to Stephon Diggs. Xavier Howard will probably shadow him, but I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. Big always goes pretty damn good against all of that. Um, but that I think that's a good pivot off Jefferson. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm not I feel I feel weird saying that too because Justin Jefferson could just smash, you know. Yep. You know if you don't play him, he's gonna have forty. Absolutely. Yeah. But then it's just gonna happen. Good, it's a good pivot. You could go to Stefan Dig for a lot cheaper and he could smash, you know? Yep. But you really have to pick your point. On a slate, like I said, we have three different slates, right? So you have yeah. to pick your, your your value and your pivot. Yep, absolutely. All right, so uh, so our next my next one here is my lock. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, so my lock is uh, CD Lamb at seven point seven on the six game slate. Uh, you know the Bucks have a pretty good defense. They're good on the corners. It's that slot that they kind of struggle with, and Lamb lines up sixty eight percent of the time in the slot. Uh, so I think he eats in that slot right there. Um, you know, I was trying to pull up his game log here, but I know uh, up until the last week of the season, he's had you know he had fourteen targets. Uh, Eleven the week before that, he went seven for seven. Uh, One twenty six the week before that, he was getting peppered with targets constantly, and then all of a sudden, uh, Dak decided to drop a turd in that week 18 game uh, against the Washington Commanders. But I do think Lamb against Tampa Bay on Monday night uh, could smash there as well at 7.7 and get a ton of targets in that game. So he is my lock of the week. Uh, let's move down into the uh, the mid-tier, and let's go ahead and just knock out yours too, Tim. Lock, lock it, it in. Yeah, so Gerson mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Mike Williams is officially ruled out, which means Keenan Allen becomes my lock of the week. Uh, He already had some of the best volume in the NFL. Uh, These are his last four games, 11, sorry, last five games, 11 targets, six targets, 14 targets, nine targets, 14 targets. And then you take Mike Williams out. He's almost a lock for a 14-target game. We always talk about volume, volume, volume. And if you're talking 10-plus targets at 7K, I don't know how you get away from it. Last week, as soon as Mike Williams went down, it just became the Keenan Allen show. Scored 33 DraftKings points, biggest score of the season. And I think he follows it up with another 20-plus point effort here. Um, He's a little bit cheaper than some of the other guys we talked about. I don't know that he quite has the same ceiling as like a Stephon Diggs, but obviously he'll save you six, seven hundred and allow you to pay up. Yeah, he's a, a lock for. 
Yeah, and he matched his touchdown total in one game last week. He had two touchdowns all year, and he had two in that one game. If he's catching touchdowns along with that volume he gets, he's it's it's you know it's wheels up for Keelan Allen for sure. I love Allen. This yeah, week. he also only had no hundred yard games until week sixteen, and he's had two in the last three weeks. Yep. So he's he's coming along at the right time. Absolutely, uh, Gerson. What you got for your mid tier? Um. So basically. Basically, oh, you're not going to do my lock of the week? Okay, so you went from, like, high yours and then... Well, we're going to do the lock of the week when it's yeah. va- your value. We're not at a value level yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Godwin, um, I was like I said early on, I was pretty shocked that Tim talked about Tom Brady, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm getting a little nervous here. Jeff said K-Dot in, and I'm over here saying Chris Godwin. I'm like, are we all in on the... Bucks? You know? Oh yeah, you know. Um, it's a CD Lamb back, apparently. <laughs> hey man, this is, I'm just. I mean, I'm a Raider fan, and it's gonna suck to say this because I know all Raider fans hate me for this. But one more ring for Tom Brady, and he's done. <laughs> oh, for I was gonna say, as soon as the Raiders are eliminated, Gerson is a Brady fan. It kicks right uh, back yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's only one person that's not a Brady fan in our shop. Well, actually, I bet there's multiple, but Joe Flack, you definitely hate. Tom Brady, but <laughs> no man. Um, Godwin come back to like what, like the last six to seven weeks, he's been getting peppered with monster target. Yep, this guy has been a monster target, uh, hogger. But like, I think in this game environment, it's not gonna matter. Dallas Cowboys can't cover Chris Godwin. They're down yeah. two cornerbacks. Put digs on him, I beg you, because he will get fooled. <laughs> he will get fooled. Godwin will spin him in circle. Yeah. When I see that, uh, and I say this um, to Cowboy fan a lot, because I know a lot of them, sadly. Stephon, I mean, not Stephon Day. Uh, Travion Digg is one of the most overrated cornerbacks in the league. He's a ball hawk. That's all he is. But once you get a good route runner, and once you get a guy that's fast, I'm talking like fast, like speed, like Tyreek Hill, he gets on. Because yeah. he's a ball hawk. He, he just goes for the ball, but he doesn't go for he doesn't he doesn't make defensive plays. I know that sounds stupid because if you intercept the ball, that's a defensive play, right? But you're being selfish. You're going for that ball, right? And you're yeah. gonna get burned. And Godwin, yeah. he's just a persistent route runner. And yeah. Tim, Tim being the you know all pro. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it, Tim. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Godwin to me six point four k though. That's so cheap. That's cheap. Yeah. And I think. Godwin's going to be one of the highest-owned wide receivers for the slate. But I don't know, man. I feel like this slate, I feel guilty now because I thought I was the only one on Tom Brady <laughs> and the Bucks, dude. Like, I feel no. – I, I was like, dude, like, I didn't want to put it in the sheet. And I'm like, well, I'll see what they say. And, no. again, you guys, and you guys, again, you guys know this. I don't look at you guys' sheet. But then uh, I copy and pasted it. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. You, know, you, you said at the top of the show, the, the Cowboys have one, well, you said he's not great. They have one good corner right now, and it's Trayvon Diggs. Yep. The other two guys are their number three, or number four and number five corners, and one of the guys is basically a special teamer. So any time that Mike Evans is matched up with Trayvon Diggs, it's going to be Chris Godwin on somebody who has no shot to cover him. Yep. So I think Diggs, or sorry, uh, Evans had the big week a couple weeks ago. I think Godwin's going to have the big week this week. We could see one of those 28, 30 point games. And like Gerson said, at 6,400 for that kind of volume, he's just too cheap. Yep, I like it. Uh, so I had one more mid tier guy. Um, and I talked about the, the Bucks struggling with the slot player. Uh, so do the 49ers. They, they struggle defending the slot. Um, and uh, Tyler Lockett lines up in the slot. I think like almost half of his snaps are in the slot. Uh, you know, I've seen it, you know, multiple teams have moved their best receivers into the slot against the 49ers so they can take advantage of that. I think Carl's did it two weeks ago when they had D hop running the slot. Uh, we saw the big play that Miami had on the first play of the game where Trent Sherfield took it to the house. Uh, he was in the slot. Uh, so we struggled there. We actually struggled so much that we put a safety to, to play nickel corner. Now Jimmy Ward is now the slot corner, uh, to try to slow things down there. So Lockett at 6,000, uh, I think is, you know, the only Seattle player that I think I'm really interested in. Cause I do think he gets a ton of targets there. Um, at 6k, you definitely can't, uh, pass that up. So, uh, Lockett is my mid tier. 
Uh, let's move down into the value tier, and Gerson wanted to hear the drop, so we'll go ahead and give him the drop and kick it off here. Lock, Lock it, it, it in. in. Gerson wanted to hear the drop. Good God. I'm sorry. You guys get it, but I don't, huh? Uh, I'm Rick James, bitch. There it is. Uh, it's definitely Richard James. 3,900. High, high scoring game. Like, you can't just kick it. And he had a great game. Honestly, all the time. Game had a good game against them, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, every single time I watch the Giants game, and it's very rare, Richard James always fucking up, though. Yeah. <laughs> man, like punt returns, like dropping balls, but man, this is playoff. Hopefully he changes that. I hope yeah. he does. Otherwise we're gonna get uh Jared. Jared, Jared, yeah. you know? Like freaking shame. If Jared's but, team wins, uh, he play if we if we win and Jared's teams play, we play in the next round, so that'll be interesting. Ooh. You guys might have to make a bet on that one. Yeah, if it happens uh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so no, I mean Richie James, man, like he he's gonna get peppered with target, bad like bad secondary, and, and it's gonna be a great scoring environment. Thirty nine hundred, that's the way you get yeah. cheap on this. Play. Yep. Um, yep. I know we're gonna talk about other values, but honestly, the value on this slate or any slate, like if you're playing Monday night or Sunday, Saturday, and or even Saturdays through Monday, it's all at wide receiver. That's why yeah. from the beginning of the show, we said there's great value on this slate. And honestly, when you get a guy like we're going to talk about next, uh, I mean, it's Dave Jones, okay? Sorry, I didn't mean to throw that. Uh, he had a 100 yards and three touchdown game. Like, yeah. holy crap, dude, that's crazy. But then when you get Richard James, they had a great game. Like, all these value wide receivers we're going to talk about today, they've all had great games. But that's the way you're going to afford CMC. That's the way you're gonna afford Justin Jefferson. That's the way you're gonna afford uh, just uh, Josh Allen. You know, <laughs> the way it works. You know. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I, I want to give a quick shout out to Jamie in the chat. He said, "Richie James, guys living life like Galladay doesn't exist." I actually, this was one of my favorite stats I came across. So last week, we know the Giants held out everyone that they wanted to for Week 18, so they wouldn't get hurt, right? Darius Slayton played three snaps. Richie James and Hodgins both played zero snaps. Kenny Galladay played 100% of snaps. <laughs> 63 out of 63. So they yeah. absolutely do not give any fucks about that dude at all. At all. Like, he is lower than Marcus Johnson. And, like, he's like where David Stills is on the roster right now. Which is so sad. Did y'all, y'all see that meme for Kenny Galladay where it's like, last week of the season, he needs to catch 76 passes <laughs> yeah, to, to get his bonus? I don't mean to make this the last three minutes of bashing Kenny Galladay and the Golden State Network, but good God, there's two, way, there's two things I saw, I saw on Kenny Galladay that caught my eye this week. One of them, a guy put a seven, like a seven pick first, a first, Touchdown scoring parlay, yeah. or no, no, it wasn't first time scoring. Anytime scoring touchdown. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Kenny Galladay was in it. He won two hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars. That dude loves Kenny Galladay. <laughs> He's no, the only he, one though. He won, yeah, he won. Like, it was like it's got to be his cousin or something. Right? Yeah. And then, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then he won. He only bet like eight hundred and forty-six dollars. Like I was like, who the fuck would bet eight hundred forty-two dollars for? And then the second one was like. This guy goes, he bet, he bet his friend a mortgage, a mortgage. He's like, I'll pay you a mortgage. Kenny Galladay catches a touchdown. <laughs> the other guy was a Jet fan, and this guy was a Giant fan. Wow. And that mortgage wasn't cheap. Imagine, in New York, that stuff is not cheap. That's not cheap at all. Not cheap yeah. at all. Yeah, you talked about who I think will be the most popular, uh, Zay Jones. I mean, at 4300 with his upside, he's just too cheap. Uh, the other guy who became a big value today, obviously, was Mike Williams. That is Josh Palmer at 5,300. I also think he'll be very popular. Um, and then anybody – so you got one That's pretty much it. Yeah. We put Giants receivers because you got Hodgins in there as well. Uh, I think Slayton's viable. Uh, I do like James the most out of the three of those guys. But Hodgins has, has been more of their touchdown catcher. So, he, you know, if you're looking for touchdowns, he could potentially be the guy there at 41. Uh, but, yeah – Pick your poison there with the Giants receivers. 
Yeah. Oh, say we do not have a, a sick call. Gerson actually put the same sick call I had. We're not doing sick calls this week. So we'll just tell you. Oh, the wow, sick. I fucked up. <laughs> the sick call is DeAndre Carter, right? He's the only guy under 4K that I think you can play. He has had 20-point upside. We have seen that before. And if you pay 3600 for one of your wide receivers, that gives you the ability to pay up baseball everywhere else. So he could give you like four points, right? So you got to keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, Palmer definitely has the safer volume. Uh, but if you get anything out of a guy at 3600 he's worth the money. But yeah. Carter's one of those guys that piss you off when Palmer is the chalk and then Carter goes off. He did it a few times this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Gerson, what you guys see you raising your hand over there? I don't have a crown, but if I could, i put it right on top of me. I'm the sick call king this year. Yes, you are. I hit the most sick calls, even though I fucking hate that. <laughs> he hates the segment, but he but he definitely he definitely <laughs> crushed it. He crushed it considering no, that he... You, you got to do awesome of that stuff more than me. I just got lucky. Yeah, it's just a fun yeah, segment. Harder, right? Yeah. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to the defenses. Yeah. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, as always, go ahead and kick us off here. All right, so you hear us talking about, oh, play Richie James, play Zay Jones, play Josh Palmer. Who are you going to pay up for if you're paying down? You're paying up for the Bills' defense. We talked about it earlier. Skylar Thompson, a.k.a. Skylar Thomas, and the Miami Dolphins only have a 15-point implied total. We saw last week they scored two special teams touchdowns. Uh, How do the Bills get to 30 points if it's not scored by Josh Allen? Because it's scored by the defense. Right, if they, there's very little potential for there to be a lot of defensive touchdowns on this plate, and I think the highest potential is the bust. So you can pay up. They're only 3,300. Normally, this kind of defense on this slate would be like 4,000, but they're 3,300, and they're very affordable. So I, I don't know how you don't pay for the bills on the six-game slate. Uh, just find a way to get there. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I do have one team that I wanted to mention real quick, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know like you, you, you've talked about how it's going to be a shootout and, and you know, all of this, but in the Jags' last five games, they scored 12, 12, 14, 17, and 15 points. Uh, two of them were Jets, Jets and the Texans, I know, so those games. But, I mean, the other two, other two were the Titans twice and the Cowboys were in that sort of mix as well. So they've been putting up some big points lately, some big sack numbers. I think they've had three or four sacks in basically all those games. Uh, some turnovers, had some touchdowns as well. Uh, so Jags at 2,700, they'll be much lower owned than the defense that uh, that Tim talked about. Uh, I think it's a sneaky little ad there at, uh, at 2.7. Gerson, what you got for your defense? I mean, defense is pretty straightforward this week. But, I mean, I think if any way I'm going, it's definitely Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, actually, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I, want, I want I want to say Cincinnati Bengals though because three point five k a little bit pricey, but again, I no, see. I think it's Bucks or Bills. I, I see where you're coming with the Bengals, but I think the Ravens are gonna have such a conservative game plan, yeah, that they're gonna run the ball a billion times and they're not gonna get turnovers or sacks because they just won't have the opportunity yeah. to do and it. They That's, play super slow too, man. There's only gonna be like maybe twenty twenty five dropbacks, so. It's going to be really hard for them to get enough potential to, to really break a you, what, Jeff, what do you think about the San Francisco 49er defense? I, I, mean, I think they're uh, good, yeah. obviously. I think they're going to, yeah, I think they're going to stop the run and then, you know, Bosa and them boys are going to go after Geno and get a ton of sacks. Uh, and quite honestly, on the other side of things, I'm going to throw the Seahawks out there at 2.4 uh, just because they're so cheap. And, you know, Say what we will about Brock Purdy. He's still a seventh round last pick in the draft quarterback. He could definitely turn back into a pumpkin uh, and, and potentially have some turnovers, you know, crack under the pressure. I've seen, I've seen people actually predicting the Seahawks to win this game, which I think is crazy. I think it's crazy too, but at, at 2.4, the Seahawks give me like eight, seven. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. A couple sacks and a turnover, you know, I'll take that. So uh, 2.4, definitely cheap enough for me. Yeah, All right, I like the Bucks and the Jags, but I'm paying up for the Bills. Yeah, I think Bills are where the chalk's going to be for sure. So are yeah. we just going like chalk? Are we just going Bucks for cheap? Jack, I mean not Bills for expensive. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. 
I'm going to mention Jamie real quick in the chat once more time. He mentioned that he's been doing underdog drafts while listening. He says, can we do more going for two drafts tonight? Funny thing is, is right before the show, I had entered into a best ball draft literally like five minutes before I'm drafting. So uh, we could definitely hit some more best ball drafts before the end of the night. Uh, Actually, this is a good time to kind of bring it up. I put it in the show sheet, but I skipped over it. But uh, today's show is always brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, you can check out their industry-leading best ball leagues. They got huge tournaments, private leagues, and they even have pickums for every major sport. Uh, sign up using our promo code GF2. Get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2, uh, and you can start drafting your best ball leagues right away. Uh, and the pickum props for Super Super Wildcard Weekend as well. So definitely check out Underdog, guys. Yeah. I know we're not quite at the shout-out segment, but I do want to shout-out B-League, who does the pick'em video every week. Uh, it's Absolutely. a must-watch for me. Got to have my pickums in on underdog. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, he does a great show. He's even if you don't yeah, do if I want money back. If, even if you don't do pickums, you can just listen to his voice because he got the Australian accent. He's just fucking hilarious. So definitely listen to his show. He comes on before yeah, us. He doesn't like median league though. No, he does not like he does not like the median scoring and he doesn't fin- like American beer either. That no, <laughs> no, <it> doesn't <laughs> does not. All right, uh, Gerson, go ahead and kick us off with your stack. Uh, so my stack of the week, I mean, like, I think I've been talking about it the whole show. Uh, Cousin, J.J. Hawk, and Richard James. Um, I'm I'm pretty much all in on that game. I think that's going to be the highest scoring game. I just get this vibe of the cold Viking game on a short play, you know. Um, if, if it burns me, it burns me. But I don't think people realize that, uh, you know, the Chargers' pass defense have actually gotten better over the last six weeks. And that's one thing I didn't mention on the show. But I think this game is the only game that I think can shoot out to 60 points yeah. on this yeah. plate. And if it burns, it burn me. But again, like this is playoff. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to have a lot of money on this playoff. Like I told you guys, I don't really, after, well, I, I didn't plan on coming on this show. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't want to, I really didn't. I put it, I swear on everything I have. I made up my mind to come on the show in the last three hours. Wow. But well, I didn't want to let you guys down. Like, honestly, when, when I knew you guys were going to come on, I'm like, damn it. I got to do it, man. I can't let my homie down. You know? <laughs> it's I, it's I funny because, like, right before the show, I said, over, under, what, when does Gerson yeah, jump he, on? He called it. Yep. Yeah, and it was called. like. Well, is it because I have a good heart? How about that? <laughs> like, now nah, um, we appreciate you coming uh, on for sure. Honestly, it just, it just when I, I saw the title, I think you posted, like, a YouTube something and he said tim and i tuning in for last last yeah <laughs> oh well thanks thanks a lot jeff well, tell me you weren't yeah. coming what was i supposed to put in the description <laughs> i know uh, um tim and i and maybe gerson will show up i'll put that next year you should put dot 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 question mark g <laughs> no it, hey so i gotta say every week it seems like my, you know, we I try and go a little, a little contrarian with my stack, and when it works out for me, it works out for me. And this week, I feel like every week I played Vikings, and this week I'm not going to play Vikings. I'm going to play Bucks, right? If you've been listening all show, it's the Brady stack, you, right? Brady, Godwin. I originally had Schultz here, but I'm going to go with Jeff's lock of the week and bring it back with Speedy Lamb. Nice, I like it. I like it. So I went with the Making pretty Gerson uncomfortable with my Brady love. <laughs> no man, like I thought I was the only one, and then all of a sudden I'm like, damn, no, am I being hey, a Brady? It's over a going here? for two secret, okay? We'll let everybody yeah. else play everything else. I will One say two fam will be on the Brady stack. I will say I listened to at least two podcasts this week and they didn't mention Tampa Bay. So uh, I think we might be no. the only one not only ones on it, but we're gonna be a you know of the minority for sure. Yep. So my stack is pretty chalky. Uh, I went with uh, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Palmer for the for the expense for the price, uh, and then bringing it back with ETN. Uh, you could potentially put uh, Eckler in there. You know, take Allen out maybe and put Eckler if you wanted to get really contrarian with that with that stack. I don't think Eckler's gonna be played as much as uh, as as like Gerson said. He'll be lower owned for the elite guys, um, and he's a pass catcher too. So you could put Eckler in there somewhere. So um, that's that's my stack there. Uh, as Tim mentioned, there's no sit call this week. Um, uh, Gerson, I was going to mention it, but you already said that you were the you were the winner this year. You you beat us. Uh, we kept track of it. I think I had what I, I had four. Uh, Tim had five, and I think you had six. 
So yeah, you hit six out of uh, what seventeen weeks. Um, that's why Gerson doesn't like this segment because he can't hit it often enough. <laughs> Gerson wants to hit sixteen out of seventeen weeks if he could. All right, fellas, it's the end of the year. Uh, let's wrap it up for one last time. We'll go to you first, Gerson. Uh, you can find me at the Fantasy DFS, and you can find me at the DFS Roundtable on Facebook. Um, well, long off season, I think Jeff is definitely going to have Dynasty podcast and all that stuff. I'll probably tune in when Jeff invites me. <laughs> I might not be too cool enough. Oh, <laughs> fuck! My hamstring! I got a cramp! <laughs> oh! Go on, Jeff! <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KetoDFS. As Gerson mentioned, uh, DFS Roundtable group on Facebook. If we won't have a show next week, we'll try and put some polls up in the group. And most importantly, mo- next time you'll probably catch me on this year's station is our annual draft show that I look forward to all year long. Anybody who knows me loves uh, knows I love to grind the NFL draft, and I cannot wait for another year because, unfortunately, now that my Packers are out of the playoffs, it's draft season, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wait, so, wait, wait. Wait, I have a question. Go ahead. Tim, will Aaron Rodgers be a Green Bay Packer next? Damn. You know what? Hey, we're not going to answer that. You're going to have to hold to find out later. On the draft show. He'll mention it on the draft show. A little teaser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 uh, This is the last DFS show, but obviously not the last show on the Going For Two Live Network. We have a full slate of shows uh, this offseason. got a couple new shows that are going to be popping up, a couple new hosts that are going to be popping up as well. Uh, so stay tuned to the network. We're doing a ton of Dynasty coverage, rookie draft coverage. Uh, Gladys, if you all watch the Monday Night Show, uh, she's going to be having a, a, her own show. Like She already has the Monday Night Show, but she's going to have her own show as a, just a solo host. Uh, and we're calling it uh, in no particular order uh, is what her show is going to be called on Thursday night. So catch that. You know, it's going to be a, a great show. Uh, but as always, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Everybody that's in the chat, you know, that comes here every Friday night to check us out. Listen to our show. If you listen to it on the audio podcast, we appreciate everything you all do. Uh, we love you all so much. We do this for you all. So uh, great, great stuff there. Hey, if we have enough interest, by the way, I didn't mention this. I don't even think I told you this, Jeff. We have enough interest. We might do an XFL show again. Absolutely. I was looking trying to find a way to do XFL content. I was looking at it. I was looking at it like, oh, XFL's coming back. And I remember it, it we did really well with that that show too. People yeah. tuned in. Yeah, I was making some money on XFL, man. You know I love those fringe sports. Absolutely. Get Jamie and Kyle in here, dude, and we'll just knock the whole thing out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right, fellas, for one last time, for Gerson, for Tim, for Jeff, I'm Jeff. We will see you uh, in a couple months on the draft show. So, so you keep an eye for that. Go, Pack, go. Fuck the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.